Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome back, everybody, to the BadgerBlitz.com podcast. I am Jay Kokorowski, senior writer at BadgerBlitz.com, of course, part of the Rivals Network. And I am fresh off, for those that love Culver's, I'm fresh off my Curter Burger. That was just uh, consumed. Uh, I am feeling full, so if I my voice sounds a little bit fuller today, I apologize. Or uh, maybe if I have to take a couple of deep breaths because I'm also consuming this concrete mixer uh, that is delicious. But it's uh, I'm going to try to hold off until the end of this podcast. Uh, of course, Wisconsin Army big matchup, you know, non-conference finale, not. A, a cupcake by any stretch, not a, you can't take army for granted at all. And they come in with a four one record. Of course, tomorrow night's game, 7 PM central time on the big 10 network. And for those that can't watch it, the Badger sports network is also available for your listening pre- pleasure, but joining us today, we have to talk about army. Uh, we had the triple option, the flex bone scheme, the fun talking about potential upsets in the past against Oklahoma and Michigan in 2018 and 2019. Uh, you know, I'm really happy to have him on. It's Joe, it's Joe Iacano. Got that one right, my friend. I Nailed think it. I did there. Awesome. Nailed Don't let me there. Uh, <laughs> and Joe, of course, is part of GoBlackKnights.com, our rivals, cousins that cover everything Army athletics. So you go to Army.Rivals.com as well. Takes you straight to their site. Really good stuff. Joe, thanks for coming on. And I know you're coming up here. What are you looking forward to most when you get up to Madison? Oh, wow. Well, uh, you know, besides the game, which is going to be phenomenal. Um, last time I was in Madison was about 10 years ago. And uh, I don't know if it's still in business because I haven't done the research, but you guys have a restaurant down there called the Great Dane that has this really good burger. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. Absolutely. There's actually like four locations here in the Madison area. So there's one right off of Hilldale, which I'm sure you, you, that's the one closer to downtown. But yeah. they have a couple other locations too, man. You'll enjoy that. I love the Great Dane. Uh, absolutely. So uh, you have that. But then also, I mean, this game is going to be fun. Uh, and an Army comes yeah. in four and one. They're off an open weekend for that matter, too. Uh, I know there's some injury talk with the starting quarterback, Christian Anderson. We'll get into that in a couple minutes. But first off, just with this team overall, four and one, they lost to Ball State before that open weekend. Just, how has this team looked and, and, and what's kind of stood out about this program through five games as they enter Madison coming up this weekend. So, you know, I think, um, and and Jake, thanks for having me on. Thanks for the question. Um, You know, I think um, starting the year, as you look at position by position and just the talent level and the depth that Army has this year compared to any prior year, even in the Munkin era, um, you know, since 2014 when Jeff Munkin took over as the head coach. Um, Army, in my opinion, a lot of other observers' opinions, um, may have the most talented team from top to bottom that they've had in the Munkin era. Um, that's up for debate. 2017-2018 teams, which went 10-3, and 11-2, certainly had a lot of talent, um, a lot of really good players. Uh, you know, and this this year's schedule tends to be a little tougher than a lot of Army schedules. Um, 
you know, I know our academy rivals at the other academies like to make fun of Army schedule sometimes, but this year's schedule is no joke. And certainly Wisconsin uh, may be the toughest team on that schedule. But um, through five games, you know, they've looked really good in all three phases of the game, really across the board, with the exception of the Ball State game, which was kind of a uh, an anomaly compared to the rest of the year. But came out strong, went down to Atlanta in the opener, and just whipped a uh, relatively decent Georgia State team, 43-10. to 10. Um, You know, I know Georgia State's not Michigan or Penn State. I get that. But uh, they gave Auburn a heck of a contest, took them down to the wire, and Army blew them out pretty much right after the opening kickoff. Uh, second game of the year came out against a really good Western Kentucky team with Bailey Zappi and that high-powered offense that they have. I think they're top five in the country in passing maybe right behind Ole Miss, actually, um, and beat Western Kentucky 38-35. to Army was up 38-14 before they withstood a really tough flurry from WKU in the fourth quarter with that great passing offense. Um, third game of the year, played UConn and, and did what you would expect a, a good team to do to UConn. They were up 42 to nothing at halftime before Monk had pulled the starters um, and even the second team. Uh, and then – um, fourth game of the year was against a tough Mac team, Miami of Ohio, uh, who has a really good defense, really good game plan for stopping the option. And Army won, I'm not going to say easily, but they they won a solid game, 23-10. to 10. Defense played great in that one. And Christian Anderson, the starting quarterback, broke off some long runs. But, uh, you know, I think the – and then the Ball State game, which just didn't go well, had a lot of guys injured, didn't play well, to be honest, made a lot of mistakes in the kicking game and in other phases of the game. Didn't win the turnover battle, which when Army doesn't win the turnover battle, it's usually a bad day. Um, so, you know, I think number one is their defense, right? It's funny because, Jake, these two teams are kind of mirror images of each other in some ways. Wisconsin's got the number one rush defense in America. Army's got the number two or number three rush defense in America, depending on which ranking system you look at. Uh, both yep. teams can stop the run. Both teams like to run the ball. Both teams like to smash in the mouth. Um, so I think it's going to be a really interesting game because of the similarities between between the two squads, actually. Absolutely. And I, yeah, there, there, I think there's several, we can talk about this in a little bit, just the rush offense, the rush defense. And then on top of that, third down conversions are going to be key. Uh, I would even go, you know, red zone opportunities are going to be critical mm -hmm. as well if they get that opportunity. So there's a lot going on in this team. Before we even dive into the, the offense for Army, one of it's, you know, it's, Leading rusher, you know, Christian Anderson did not play against Ball State, uh, you know, over 400 yards rushing, senior leader for, for the quarterback spot. Uh, what was the impact of him being lost for Ball State? And just what is his status, do you feel, coming up this weekend against Wisconsin? So, you know, in my opinion, the big thing without having Anderson, and it's funny, um, you know, Christian started – the Navy game, his sophomore year, two years ago, uh, that was his first start because um, we had a lot of injuries that year as well. When, when you run our offense, when you run Army's offense, you tend to uh, injure a lot of quarterbacks. Um, so there's that. Um, but then last year he started the season as the number one QB, was doing really well, and then got hurt and kind of missed a couple of games in the middle of the season, came on and led the game-winning touchdown drive against our, our rival Air Force one of our rivals to win the commander in chief's trophy at the end of the year, led the last drive of the game against West Virginia in the bowl game. 
um, which quite frankly, Army probably should have scored on, but but made a couple bad plays there that, that cost them. Um, and then, you know, started this year on fire. And I think the biggest thing Anderson gives the offense and where he's really separated himself from the other, we have six quarterbacks Army does who have started a game. So they have a lot of starting experience in the roster and, and all of them have won games too, which is really interesting or five of the six have won games. Um, and I think what separates Anderson is a couple things. Number one, his ability to run in space. Um, he can really open up the offense with a lot of bootlegs. I don't really think they give him a run pass option, but it kind of looks like an RPO on a boot and he'll just take off with the ball. Um, the other thing is he's really learned this year, in my opinion, um, to read the option well. He gets the playmakers involved. Army, you know, Army's fullbacks are kind of the engine that makes their offense go. But as you mentioned, Anderson's the leading rusher. He broke off two runs against Miami of Ohio for over 70 yards when they really made the decision to sell out and stop the fullback. Um, Anderson took over and had a great game. And he gets the ball out to his slots. Um, who typically, honestly, in the Army offense are primarily used as blockers a lot of times, but they are, are also that third pitch option uh, on the triple option, as well as on the rocket toss sweeps that Army likes to run a lot of. And Army has a kid named Tyrell Robinson, who's a sophomore, who's honestly maybe the, I've been watching Army football for over 30 years. He may be the fastest player I've ever seen in an Army uniform. The kid is lights out uh, and can really make people miss. And Anderson does a great job of getting the ball to him and the other slot backs um, and making the right reads, making the right decisions. And, and in the Ball State game, it was obvious we had a lot of misreads. Um, and, and, the you know, the fourth thing is his ability to throw the ball. He's not Peyton Manning, right? He doesn't need to be Peyton Manning, but uh, he needs to be able to hit a wide open receiver. Because usually when Army throws the ball, as you know, Jake, the safeties are crashing the alley to try and stop the pitch on the triple option. And so a lot of times they can get caught kind of with their pants down and we have guys running free down the sideline. And, you know, while it may seem easy to hit those guys, I've seen plenty of Army quarterbacks not be able to make that throw. And the biggest difference is Anderson can make that throw. In fact, through the first four games of the year, Army was number one in the nation in pass efficiency. I would say within that too, with, with Army's offense, just, I know, you know, we talk about the triple option, the flex bone scheme. I talked about the defensive, you know, to the defensive lineman for Wisconsin, and they were discussing, you know, the potential for cut blocks they'll have to look out for uh, just because that's how the offense is run. Uh, you also have, I guess within that, you know, there's various avenues that Army can go. What's the key to stopping the first read of the, of an op of this type of offense? Is it, is it the fullback dive? Is it another aspect of it? What, what goes into, if you're a defensive coordinator, what's the first thing you have to stop before the other dominoes fall? It's a great question, Jake. Um, you know, the, the approved solution, so to speak, as we used to say at West Point is to stop the fullback uh, because if army can run the fullback, it's going to be a miserable day for the Wisconsin defense. Um, th that's always the first option in the triple option. Army also runs, you know, it's funny. Everybody talks about Army being a triple op option offense. And I guess technically, if you want to break it down, they are, and they do run a lot of option plays. But really at their heart, they're a power offense. And um, their favorite play is just a cold dive to the fullback right in the A gap or B gap. And, uh, you know, they have about, 
50 different ways they can block that play, which makes it really difficult to defend. I remember uh, a couple of years ago, 2017, I think it was, Army played San Diego State in the bowl game when San Diego State had Rashad Penny and he was just running all over the field. Um, and Army won that game. Going into that game, Army had final exams, which at West Point, as you probably can guess, are no joke. Um, so they had finals and they had about a week to prepare for the game coming off of the Navy game prior to Christmas. And so Munkin simplified the offense. He said they ran a grand total of six plays in that game. But out of about, I can't remember how many, but a multitude of formations, probably over 20 formations and 20 to 30 to 50 different blocking schemes. So that fullback dive, while to the average fan, it may look super simple and boring and, oh, it's a handoff off the middle, up the middle. Army can block that maybe about 20 or 30 different ways, it seems like, and really confuse a defense. So if the defense doesn't stop the fullback, Army's offensive coordinator, Brent Davis, will just keep pounding all day long. Army has a stable of four fullbacks. They're all really good. They're all really athletic. They're big. They're tough to tackle. Uh, and if Army can get away with just running the fullback dive all game, there's nothing they'd like better to do than run the fullback dive for four yards a clip, three yards a clip, keep Wisconsin's offense off the field, eat up about 50 minutes time of possession, and walk away with about a 17-14 to 14 victory. Right, and I think that's you brought up a key point there, Joe, because Army leads the nation in time of possession. They're almost they almost control the ball for two thirds of the game. It's thirty nine forty six is their average right now. Wisconsin is actually fourth in the country at about mm-hmm. 35, 36 minutes per game. And when you look at that too, I mean that's going to be a key of of getting off, you know off the field on third downs. Where Army is a cool fifty percent, thirty six of seventy two right now, and then Wisconsin. You know, one of the one third in the nation, allowing just under twenty four percent of the third down conversions it faces. So, I mean, in maybe four down territory too. And you saw Wisconsin have uh, troubles against Michigan when it was fourth and short. That you know, the, Michigan was four out of five on that down just a few weeks ago, uh, and that's because Michigan kept it within all their opportunities were pretty much within two yards. Uh, and they made four of the five. So uh, that's going to be a key there. Uh, but flipping over to the the defense, I mean, we talked about all the offense, but Army, I mean, third in the nation, right, in, in rush defense, allowing just over 61 yards per contest, only 2.7 yards per carry. I know Wisconsin's power run game. Point, it, it, was that? What's Wisconsin, like 1.6 or 1.7 or something? Uh, yeah, no, it is very – yeah, it's 1.6. Yeah, well, I think it's, it's 1.6, 1.7. It is <laughs> – it's going to be a grinder of a game in my eyes. Uh, you know, Wisconsin comes in averaging o- over 200 yards per contest on the ground game, rejuvenated last week against Illinois, 391 yards on almost 6.5 yards per attempt. But I guess what has made Army's defense look so strong – early on where you, what they're doing against teams with, with ground games, you know, who's standing out, but where could there be some areas of concern that you feel Wisconsin could exploit uh, tomorrow night? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, I want to highlight what you just mentioned, Jake, I think third and fourth down are going to be critical in addition to turnovers. That's going to be key, right. On both sides of the ball. So, um, you know, as far as Army's defense goes, Everybody, whenever he plays Army, right, what the media traditionally covers and talks about is, oh, they're flex mode, triple option offense. It's Army's defense, last year they had the number one defense in the nation. Um, 
you know, part of that is complementary football, right? Their offense keeping the defense off the field, the defense only having to fend typically 40 to 50 plays a game. That obviously helps, right? But the other thing is when they're on the field, they do a great job of getting off the field on third down. Um, I can't remember where they are third down conversion rate on defense, but they're really solid. And, um, you know, they're the primary goal of that defensive coordinator, Nate Woody, who uh, who came to Army from, he was an analyst at Michigan. And before that, he worked at App State and Wofford and really has a strong history defending the option. So when we play, when Army plays the other service academy rivals, he's a great fit for that, but really does a great job in general stopping the run. And, you know, he runs a base three, four, but has a lot of different looks off of it. Um, and uh, is able to really, you know, his philosophy is if you stop the run, make a team one dimensional, force them to throw. Now he can start dialing up all kinds of exotics, really putting a lot of pressure on the quarterback and creating turnovers, which is really what Woody's defense lives off of. Um, but, you know, in terms of stopping the run, that's really where they focus. And like you said, they've done a great job of it so far this year. Um, some of the best players to look for when Army's on defense. Uh, they're Mike linebacker, Eric Smith, who's a three-year starter. Uh, he's a, uh, a nominee for a semifinalist for the uh, William Campbell Trophy for academic uh, scholar-athletes. Um, team captain, just an absolute force in the middle. Uh, can run down a ball carrier from really anywhere on the field and, and tackle him for loss, make a hard hit. Nose tackle, Nolan Cockrell, maybe one of the best noses in the country, Ross Tucker, who covers Army on TV for CBS Sports typically, uh, says that he projects Cockrell to be a 3-4 DE in the NFL, um, like a three technique probably. Uh, Cockrell can rush the passer really well, really clogs up the middle against the run. And then probably the most impressive player on Army's defense is uh, what Nate Woody calls his dog outside linebacker. Uh, it's a kid named Andre Carter, who's a junior um, Carter leads the nation in sacks right now at seven and a half stack sacks, but he's also a great run stopper. He's six, seven, 250 pounds, has a really good swim move, has a really good forearm shiver, um, can make, you know, all the moves against the offensive line. It just makes him a nightmare to block. Uh, if you're not fat quick enough off the offensive line. And then the, the other run stoppers who come up from the secondary and do a good job are uh, the two safeties, Marquel Broughton, who's a junior captain on the team, really strong player in all aspects of the game down here from my neck of the woods in Georgia. And then Cedric Cunningham, who's a senior safety, also a co-captain. And uh, they both do a great job in run support coming up and stopping the run. And to answer your second question, where Wisconsin might be able to hurt Army's defense and really where they've been burned, especially against Ball State, Western Kentucky, is – in big explosive plays. You know, I know Graham Mertz has been a little inconsistent for, for Wisconsin, been a little bit banged up or whatever, um, throwing a lot of interceptions, but he can also throw the long ball. And sometimes Army does get a little too aggressive against the run. And we have been a, a victim of the long ball up to this point in the season. Once again, that's something that's been similar with Wisconsin too, uh, for that regard, where they've at time with secondary has mostly been good, but then there have been a couple of deep balls that, Obviously, Wisconsin fans remember from Penn State, uh, Michigan, for that matter, uh, a little bit with Notre Dame uh, and whatnot, too. But I was going to say, Joe, before we let you go, just um, if Army is going to come out of, you know, I guess, let's let's go two questions. What were just some of the, the tendencies that you saw 
when Army came close to beating Oklahoma in 2018, and then also that contest against Michigan in 2019. What were some tendencies that made those games close uh, for that program? Sure. So I think they were two, even though the scores were similar, right? Army lost both games in, I think, overtime or double overtime by a field goal. Um, I think the biggest thing in the Oklahoma game, and this shouldn't surprise anybody who watches Oklahoma football, no offense to my Sooner fans out there, but their defense had no clue how to stop the triple option. <laughs> and Army just Army just ran the ball up and down the field all day long and was just Oklahoma had no idea what they were doing with it, no clue how to stop it. And Army, that was when Kyler Murray was a senior at Oklahoma. Um, or I'm sorry, maybe not a senior, but it was his last year at Oklahoma when he won the Heisman Trophy. And Army just kept him off the field. I think Army possessed the ball for 46 or 47 minutes in regulation. Um, and that was how Army was able to stay close against Oklahoma and, and take it to overtime. The Michigan game was entirely different, even though the score was similar. If you talk to most Army fans, they're really excited about how Army played against Oklahoma. They feel like they played a great team and played the best they could possibly play and just came up on the short end of the stick. Michigan, Army was actually probably the better team in that game, and they left a few opportunities on the field. Um, they had second and goal from the two, which if you know anything about Army's offense, second and goal from the two, they're going to score almost every single time. They had a false start penalty, which pushed them back to the seven, didn't gain much on third down, threw an interception on third down. Um, they had, had they scored there, they would have won the game. But the thing that allowed them to stay close against Michigan wasn't so much that the offense was as dominant as they were against Oklahoma. They did control time of possession, I think had 40 to 45 minutes T.O.P., but um, more importantly, against Michigan, they were able to create a couple turnovers. I think uh, they had a couple strip sacks, maybe an interception, but they were able to create two or three turnovers. And I think for Army to win this game, honestly, in my column that I wrote on GoBlackKnights.com on the opponent preview, for Army to have any kind of a chance, they've got to win the turnover battle by at least two, I think. For those that don't know, Army has five takeaways this year, four interceptions, one fumble recovery. Wisconsin, for that matter, though, 14 t uh, turnovers. That's nine interceptions, five fumbles lost. That's going to be, of course, the key, I think, for Wisconsin. And every game is, I don't know if they can say, obviously trying to create turnovers for Wisconsin uh, to give the offense a chance, but also on top of that, just not allowing opportunities to have those sudden change opportunities, uh, those chances to to flip the field and, and create momentum in a game. So, uh, Joe, real quick, before we let you go, what else is going to be – I guess, I guess what's your game prediction for this contest where it's, so you know, I, obviously I'm, it's going to be a busy, it's going to be a big game. Yeah. So I go blackknights.com. I picked, I predicted Wisconsin by 10, 24 to 14 close, low scoring slugfest for any of the Wisconsin fans out there who've seen the army Navy games. Um, something very similar, right? Jeff Munkin calls it a, a 10, every play is a 10 second fist fight and then get back in the huddle and do it all over again. Both teams are going to try to do the same thing, to be honest with you. I think both teams are going to try and run the ball up the middle and see who's more successful uh, with a little bit of variability thrown in, but it's really, it's going to come down to all the things Jake talked about third and fourth down success turnovers. And really if one team can establish the running game, which I honestly don't think you'll see, I think both running games will go nowhere so it'll be a matter of who can make a couple of key passes to maybe loosen things up, get the eighth or ninth man out of the box and try and get the running game going a little better. 
um, that could probably determine. I'd be super surprised if either team scored more than three touchdowns. I think that's a fair bet right now. I'm, I'm saying 23, 10, but uh, for my viewers there, but I mean, I think it could be even closer. We'll see just how the offense, I think with Wisconsin, there's a lot of inconsistencies where some weeks the run game is, is working. And then other games uh, you obviously, you know, we've seen that it hasn't uh, the two weeks prior to last week against Illinois, uh, but the passing game, can it get going uh, for Wisconsin? Can it create those bigger passes? Uh, we'll see uh, coming up tomorrow, Joe, really appreciate you. What else you guys got going on over at goblacknights.com uh, for, for this coverage for this week and beyond? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to be at the game. Super excited about that. I'll, I'll be up in the press box, be able to cover it. And, uh, you know, every game I write the post-game wrap-ups, our senior writer, Gordon Larson, does a great job with his Monday morning quarterback articles uh, on Rivals that you can access, where he kind of goes into the good and the bad and the ugly from the game. Uh, had a lot of, uh, we have a lot of great interviews that uh, our publisher, Charles Grievous, does with a lot of the players and coaches. Um, I've been doing a couple interviews, did one this past week that you can check out. It's on our free site, actually. And it's on social media, goblacknights.com on Facebook, Twitter, or whatever your social media platform form of choice is. Had an article, a uh, I'm sorry, an interview with uh, John Radigan, who's a 2021 West Point grad, was our team captain, uh, All-American last year, who's currently playing with the Seattle Seahawks. So um, really fun interview. Really enjoyed talking to John. Excellent, Joe. Appreciate your time as always. Uh, John, safe travels to Madison. Uh, and obviously enjoy that burger at the Great Dane, uh, you know, and everything like that. But we'll see you tomorrow in the press box. Thanks, Jake. I'm super excited about this game. Looking forward to a fun one. Thank you. Joe Iacono from GoBlackKnights.com. Go to Army.Rivals.com for all your Black Knights news, notes, and analysis. Folks, I'm going to you know, take a break. We're going to pay some bills with some ads because we like getting paid here over here at BadgerBlitz.com. I'm also going to try to digest the rest of this Curter burger or whatever, like my body's trying to make sense of what I just ate with my concrete mixer uh, that I just consumed as well. So we'll be right back in just a couple minutes. Stay tuned on the badgerblitz.com podcast powered by overtime media. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. 
And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back, everybody, to the BadgerBlitz.com podcast. Big thanks again to Joe Iacono from GoBlackKnights.com for breaking down Army. I'm Jake Kokorowski, senior writer at BadgerBlitz.com. Real quick, since we already talked for almost 26 minutes with commercials that you'll hear probably about uh, about 28 or so uh, minutes into this podcast, I'll keep it sweet. My three keys for Wisconsin to move to three and three on the year before the Big Ten schedule really revs up. First one, I talked with Joe about this. These are all going to be pretty similar, not to be redundant, but first off, Wisconsin's got to win on third downs on both sides. Army does come in. 50%, you know, in terms of converting their third downs on offense, Wisconsin, number three in the nation in that regard. And so I think they're about 23.9% or 23, 24% uh, for that matter. So in my eyes, it's going to be a battle there. So if they can contain it, I mean, it's going to also start on first and second down too, right? You can't just have Wisconsin um, really, Wisconsin can't, allow four yards of carry to army and then have like a third and two. Uh, they're going to have to limit those run plays to a yard to two yards and then go from there because that's going to be a big uh, match. If they can, if army can get going again, they're number one in the nation in time of possession. They won up Wisconsin on time of possession this year, which is saying something. It's only nearly 40 minutes of game time out of the 60 allotted in the contest uh, goes to army right now. So, you know, and likewise for Wisconsin on the opposite side, Wisconsin's number four in the nation, almost having 36 minutes of game time uh, taken up. Wisconsin thing is, oh, Army gives up about 35% on their third downs right now. Wisconsin's still struggling in that regard. Uh, 31% of, you know, with third down conversions. Last week against Illinois, they were seven of 13, which is a promising sign, but that was the first time all year they went above 50% on third downs in converting them and moving the chains. So that's one key there. Number two, you know, I know Joe talked about the passing game for Wisconsin, maybe big, but I still think they need to run the ball. Uh, you're going to have to have a mix. I mean, my second key is there, there's going to have to be a mix here. Both are going to have to step up here. Army comes in third in the nation, 61.2 yards per game allowed on the ground. Again, number three in the FBS Wisconsin averages right now 208.8 on 4.5 yards per carry. Army Army is just, we talk about Wisconsin, the 1.7 yards per carry that Wisconsin allows. Like I said, less than three yards a carry, uh, the Black Knights defense uh, gives up per carry. So that's going to be huge for Wisconsin. Um, I think they're going to have to, I don't think Army has seen a front like Wisconsin. I know Wisconsin's had its issues on the offensive line in terms of consistency there. Uh, but I think Wisconsin, you know, I think they're going to have some time, uh, some opportunities to get some plays on that regard. Um, but I do feel passing-wise, in, in last week, you know, Graham Mertz went 10-19 of for 100 yards. One interception. He missed some throws. The, the throw to Kendrick Pryor uh, in the first half that was intercepted. The deep throw to Jake Ferguson, who was wide open for a would-be touchdown. Uh, even the, a lot of talk about that one play in, uh, you know, where – Mertz threw to Chimray DK, but he had Danny Davis crossing over the middle of the field where he wasn't in the end zone, but it looked pretty wide open, right? Um, 
I, I think the one thing to take away from it is that, yeah, he should have made those throws, but the fact that they're open right now is a positive. And if Wisconsin can do that and then connect, I think they will have to take some big shots, uh, you know, down the field to keep Army honest. Uh, but I do feel they're going to have to run the ball too because that's out of everything that's happened with Wisconsin's offense. In three three of the five games, it's looked good. The passing game on any of the games outside of two drives against Michigan uh, and maybe that, you know, the third quarter drive against Illinois, the first one, the first series of that second half where Mertz threw, you know, three uh, first down passes on third down. I think the bread and butter still have to be there. However, like I said, they will need to hit on play action. They'll need to take some shots to keep Army honest in that regard. Uh, third one, uh, I would just say it, it's going to be, every, I think every game now for Wisconsin is going to be this. Turnovers. They can't allow Army to have any sudden change opportunities, especially deep in territory, uh, in their own territory. You can't have, and I don't think there's going to be much turnovers in this game uh, because Army is not Iowa by any stretch, uh, or Illinois for that matter. Army only has one per game. Uh, I think the one thing is this is a game that Wisconsin cannot beat itself up on, whether it's coughing up the ball for fumbles or making errant passes uh, from the quarterbacks. So I think for Wisconsin, just keep the turnover margin as close to zero or plus as possible. And if the, I mean, I feel it's going to be hard to come by for Army uh, to cough up the ball. I believe they only coughed up the ball three times. They've only committed three turnovers this year. So uh, that will be one thing to watch there to not allow any sudden change opportunities that could swing momentum in what could be a very grueling game uh, and something uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it because I want to see a triple option offense uh, live. I think that's gonna be fun, uh, but it may not necessarily be that, you know, 44 to 40, uh, 52, 51 type game you saw with uh, Ole Miss and uh, Arkansas last week in the SEC. But anyways, uh, folks, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll come back next week. Um, one thing for us too, we are debuting. I'm recording right now on Friday afternoon, recording Badger Blitz TV even later on today. It's gonna be a lot of fun. John McNamara and I check it out on YouTube, our YouTube page, the search Badger Blitz, and you'll see us subscribe on that because it's free first and foremost, just like subscribing to this podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, anywhere you find podcast, badgerblitz.com's uh, podcast powered by overtime media. will be there, but we have some fun interactive things going there. The red-white scrimmage is coming up later this week, uh, this weekend coming up on Sunday. I will be there. we got lots going on. So be safe, be good, be healthy. Uh, you guys take care. We'll talk to you guys next week on the BadgerBlitz.com podcast, powered by Overtime Media.